Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. John Rahm has his first green jacket. The NBA playoff picture is set, and we have some tea leaves to read into as Odell Beckham Jr. is the newest addition to the Baltimore Ravens. Welcome into the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Bonantoni with you. A lot to uh, unpack today, Michael. Yeah, but let's start off with uh, I need your expertise of fashion. I had Femi ask this question, but I'm not sure fashion is up his alley. Obviously, it's much better. If you were playing in the Masters and you were John Rahm, would you wear that shirt? knowing you had a chance to put a gold jacket over it? So here's the thing. I feel like maybe not being, like, as cohesive as you should be dressed, it was almost like getting away, like, not cursing yourself, right? Not jinxing it. You think it was a jinx? I, yeah, maybe just, like, not being coordinated. I think if I played Augusta, everything I wore... Every day would be set. Would be, I agree. Wouldn't you? But I think that maybe he was trying to, like, reverse jinx the situation here. Yeah. Just dress with what you got and hope for the best. But those pictures are going to last forever. Ever. They look like be... a watermelon forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and what would you call that color? I don't even know what color. Femi had a name for it. I, I Is didn't... it like, it's uh, it's darker than salmon. It's like it, a... He called it salmon. Yeah. But I, 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 I thought it was like, look, great tournament. It was fun. You know, we didn't have the impact of the, you know, the second nine that I was hoping we would have, especially as Kepka couldn't really do anything or get going. And, you know, we lost that. And Mickelson, I mean, even though he was dynamic, we never heard from him. Yeah. They put him out. He was like Napoleon. He was in Elba. I mean, they never, never going to let him come. To... <laughs> You're the oldest guy who's ever finished in the top five, and we don't even get an interview with him. Yeah, and well, I mean, seven under on petty, the day. A little petty, wasn't it? Aren't you a little petty with They're that? They're very anti-live. And so they, the PGA Tour dodged an absolute bullet having Rom come through and win because having Kepka and him sitting right there at the top, like they were, you know that the PGA Tour had to be stressed. And please do not let one of these live guys win. I, I, you know, I almost was thinking this, and I'm, you know, the live thing is it's the live thing and all that, and everybody makes their own decisions. But that competitive fiber that you have to drill on, that is not just innately born into you, that you have to, it's a muscle that has to work. When you go to the live tour, you don't work that muscle anymore mm -hmm. because you're, you kind of are contentment. And so do you think that affected him on the last 
you know, because the first drive off of the number one tee was a disaster. He got lucky and he played it from over there. But it looked like the, the competitiveness that he had not, that muscle wasn't there to operate on a Sunday. With Kepka, I felt like a lot of his problems had to do with Patrick Cantley playing ahead of him. Do you see how often he and John Rahm were just like standing? Oh, great around? point. I never thought of that. Yeah. I think that Is that, Cantley a slow player? Um, I heard he just had, like, I think yes, first of all. But he, they were saying, just kept going to the bathroom. And, like, they weren't timing how long he was going. And then he'd, like, come back. And so I feel like that could have very easily thrown him out of his rhythm. Yeah. And some players are just like that. Golf is such a mental sport that you, when you're in the zone, you're in the zone. When you're not, you're not. Right. Yeah, I didn't know that. So I, I wonder I how much that, that could That's a great observation. I did not know that. I mean, but, you know, like... uh that could but really yes, affect the, you. But yes, the live stuff too. I I totally understand. I just the think to me, different. you got to be able to be. We 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 talk about Gonzaga not playing a competitive, really a hard schedule all the time, and maybe when they get to the tournament, they're not ready. But uh, for me, I, I just felt like it was you know like I felt like he, that muscle had left him, and he wasn't able to get it back. Well, you know, I was just happy that John Rom won yes. because I cashed a ticket on that. But that also was the nail in the coffin to beat Matt Brown in this week's edition Love of Bets it. and Consequences. So I get to make. You know, I'm rooting make... for you in that case. You know, <laughs> yes, darn I well do. I'm rooting for you in that case. Yes, I do. And I get to make, and maybe you can help me come up with some of the ingredients. I get to make a mystery smoothie that Matt has to drink as his punishment. Smoothie. So does it, the what is the consistency? Is it so? Have... One thing that people voted on, um, they do. We're gonna put hot dog water in it, so yeah. that'll be one of the ingredients. But then every, we, I want it to be cold, so I'll have some ice cubes in there. It'll be a cold smoothie. Yeah. But we need to pick other ingredients, so yeah. we can workshop that. Uh, yeah. You put kale in there. Kale in any smoothie. I, oh my god. It does. It ruins it. Yeah. Um, but John Rom ends up ultimately winning his first green jacket. Finishes 12 under for the tournament. And um, if anyone wasn't watching day one, Rom got off to a pretty rough start. And um, it actually, that start has a little bit of an NFL tie to it. So let's take a quick listen to Rom after the tournament. Thursday morning, when I was on my golf, on, getting on the golf cart to get to this putting green 10 minutes before my tee time, I saw a text from a good friend of mine. And I'm going to name him because he is a Super Bowl winning champion, Zach Ertz. Um, he, he said the text, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase here, but he said, that first green looking like a walk in the park or something like that right now. Ten minutes before I four-putted to start the tournament. <laughs> so, thank you, Zach. <laughs> Don't ever do that again, please. I thought that was great. And Ertz responded, by the way. He said, I apologize for nothing. You can expect these texts every major going forward. Congratulations. I love that. I he, love that. Ertz, and J.J. Watt have a group chat called Birdies and Babies. There you go. I love that. That's awesome. That that is so good, and look, he fought his way through it. He overcame the obstacle, and he played well in the bad weather. I mean, when they, you know, what happened, partly I think what you said about the slow play, but Kepka once the weather turned, he couldn't really get back into a rhythm, and he never got it back again. And I never got the sense, I don't know if you did, that Kepka was ever going to make a run. But also, congratulations, you had Tiger in there. You had also cashed that ticket, Yes, too, right? and fortunately, because he did make the cut, so I cashed my Tiger ticket, and um, obviously the leg and the plantar fasciitis yeah. got the better of him that he had to withdraw from the tournament. But... I mean, it was a double win for Tiger. He withdrew, and he cashed your ticket. I mean, I'm sure he was had that a lot in his mind. He's like, together. I got to do this for Stormy here. There's no doubt. That, to me, it, it, I, there was no way he was going to make it another 36 holes with that weather. Oh, my gosh. I felt so badly for him. I mean, yeah. the, his body just aches. 
And you wonder what that means for the the future in him. Like, is this the last time that we're going to see him play in a major PGA Tour event like this? And- I think he'll still try to play, but I think the idea that he could win may not be the same. But look, Mickelson, I mean, he was not playing well, hasn't played well at all. Who looked older between Tiger and Mickelson yesterday? No, it's clearly Tiger. Yeah. And Mickelson, and Mickelson, for all the bad playing that he's had for, on the Live Tour, found his game. I mean, it was somewhat remarkable that he found his game. That was the best round that he had played at Augusta in, I think, 27 years was what I read. Yeah. So it's just incredible what he was able to do. We do have NFL news, and this can bleed over a little bit into the next segment as well, but we have to talk Odell Beckham Jr. getting guaranteed $15 million, Michael, to the Ravens. And we were talking when the tweets were coming out. I'm not asking for $20 million. Um, I'm just not asking for four, right? And then he ends up getting this deal? I mean, if any other team, this is this deal to me is is the Arizona Cardinals when Steve Kime was running their team. Sign an old guy who's got name appeal but isn't the same player. A.J. Green. You know, I mean, we're going to sign this guy. Like, to me, are you serious? You wouldn't pay Hollywood Brown. You got a first-round pick for him. Good. But you're going to pay this guy $13 million? Now, there's no way this is a one-year deal. It'll be a five-year deal or a four-year deal that voids to one. It'll be a one-year deal. Carrying a cap number of 13 or 14 million to me seems a really challenge for the Baltimore Ravens. So it has to be one of those fake phony deals. But how does this make them better? Here's what I don't understand. The guy scored 35 touchdowns his first three years in the league. He hasn't scored 35 since then. Mm. His catch percentage his first year in the league was at 70. He hasn't been near that at any point in his career. His last full season he played with Cleveland, he had 133 targets. He had 77 catches. Like, his catch ratio has always been around 52%. Like, we have made him into this star because he has this appeal, this growl. He's Odell. He's Odell. Is he really that good? I know he played well in the Super Bowl, but he had Cooper Cup. Robert Woods played good with Cooper Cup too, right? But then when Robert Woods went back to Tennessee, he won the same player. Like, sometimes we just have made this guy out to be way better than he is. He's a good player. I'm not saying he's not. But is he worth this money? It's ridiculous. And if any other team would have given him this yeah. deal, they would have gotten ripped. Well, and that's what I'm saying. That deal, you can tell, wasn't out there anywhere else. Nowhere. And so he obviously, like, he secures the bag and then some with Baltimore. But this is a guy who's 30 years old. He is on the back nine of his career. He's coming off a torn ACL. Hasn't Two played in a year and a half. Yes. it's um, And he's a fine player. I think he's a number two or three wide receiver anywhere else, but he's going to be number one in Baltimore. And But but he's not Jerry Rice. Like this, You're not bringing in a Devontae Adams or a Travis no. Kelsey or a player that moves the needle. Well, he moves the needle on with- the worldwide leader because they love to talk about him. And he moves the needle in the, in the PR aspect because everybody loves to talk about Odell, but he doesn't move the neater, needle against defensive coordinators. You think any defensive coordinator is going to be worried about him? I wouldn't be. I mean, he can make the big play at any moment, but as far as being a consistent threat, no. Yeah. All right, I and, asked Femi this question today on the GM Shuffle. What would you set the number for games he plays next year for Baltimore? Ugh. Um, like an over-under? Yeah. I would still say 11. I, he, he, Femi said it at 12 and a half. I said I'm taking the under. I think your number's right. I think 11's the right number. I don't think he'll play more than 11. I would be shocked. He's going to have – now, he's not going to have the Zion Williamson, I've got a hamstring for eight years injury, but he's going to have some injury. 
We should label the Zion Williamson injury. We should categorize that. That is, to me, the Mount Rushmore of hamstring injuries. It has to be. Well, give you the folks at home a little bit of a tease. Um, we're going to have some folks stepping into Michael Lombardi's office later on in the show. He may or may not be one I did, of them. I did not look at that, so I, I brought that up because <laughs> it just irritates the hell out of me that that this guy has missed all this time with a hamstring injury. I don't understand it. I don't even comprehend it. When we talk about moving the needle, um, we usually talk about that with regards to odds, with regards to how that's going to change the functionality of a team. I think when we come back, we should identify, does that move the needle with Lamar Jackson? That's a great question. And Femi had some observations. I, I don't think it does. Money's the only needle mover here, but we'll talk about it. Yeah, I think it's worthwhile having the conversation, especially because we saw that he was right there on FaceTime chatting with OBJ, posted the picture of it um, on social media for the world to see. Dun, dun, dun. OBJ to the Ravens. More on that when we come back, as well as some new prop markets available in the NFL draft. A number of teams reportedly interested in trading up with the Arizona Cardinals. That and more when we come back on the Lombardi line. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. One player from the Aaron Rodgers wish list no longer available. Odell Beckham Jr. is heading to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, One-year, $18 million deal. $3 million of that 
in potential incentives. And when we left off, we were talking about what this means as far as the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Obviously, the two of them are friends, Michael. Everybody's um, friends with Odell. Seem very excited. Everybody's friends with Odell. Um, does this move the needle at all in terms of Lamar signing? I, I don't know how it does because, you know, he, they gave him $13 million. If you were going to move the needle on Lamar, why not give him the $13 million, right? So the thing I find fascinating, having worked here at VEASAN for the last four years, is that the impact of a player signing, how it relates to – the market and this didn't even move it an inch, no. right? Not even an eighth of an inch, right? Yeah, uh, BetMGM had the Ravens sitting there at twenty-five to one. They're still twenty-five to one, plus three fifty in the AFC North, fourteen to one in the AFC. So no movement in any of the major markets for the Ravens. You know, it's going to come down to can they get a deal done with them? And and you know, we know that they have tried, but they seem to. But maybe this is the turning point. Maybe they feel like, what is all alternative if we don't sign them? We talked about. Where would they go for a quarterback? Let's say that we play it out. Let's say they make a trade, send Lamar to Indianapolis. Are they picking? Are you picking Richardson to think he could be replaced Lamar? Uh, Lamar's won forty-five games in his NFL career. No one talks about that. I think a lot of the problems why Lamar isn't getting a contract twofold: a doesn't have an agent, and b people are still clinging to his that they were right about his draft process. You know, he could have been a receiver. You know, nobody wants to give him credit for the winning games. Yeah, like, he's, he's won, won like a lot of over seventy percent of the games. Yes, he's, he's won a lot of games, and on the same team that Joe Flacco couldn't win any games on, they put him in and made, he made the playoffs. Like he gets no credit for the wins. Nobody understands winning 45, 46 games in the NFL is hard. I know he gets killed for the not winning in the playoffs. Winning in the regular season is no walk in the park. Ask Baker Mayfield. Well, and I gave you the exact stat last week. I don't have it on the top of my head, but I want to say the Ravens' last two years are like three and nine or something like that. That's in the exactly games he didn't what start. they are. They're three and nine since he doesn't play. And, you know, there's a perception that they win without him. And then you corrected it with your three and nine stat. Like, you're right. There's too much perception about this team that they're really effective. And I don't think, and I've said this for three, four years now, they have done a good job of building a team around him. I've watched this kid since he was a sophomore at Louisville. And and he is a very accurate quarterback from the numbers to the numbers. He's not an accurate quarterback outside the numbers. The guy finds a way to win games, won the Heisman at Louisville. He's going to beat mm-hmm. Clemson in Clemson if the chain marker for the receiver was on the other side of the field. The kid stepped out of bounds. He's going to get a first down. They're going to beat Clemson in that game. So... I, I just feel like I don't know where Baltimore thinks they're going to get a solution. Like, do they really think they're going to win with Tyler Huntley? And, and okay, let's go play this one through. Odell had 133 targets with Baker Mayfield. He caught 77 passes or something like that is, is the last year. How many targets do you think he's going to get with Tyler Huntley? Well, so this is why I wonder if – Odell Beckham Jr., like if he knows something that we don't know when it comes to Lamar Jackson, that he might have some relationship and they're talking outside of the Ravens brass and he's saying, okay, yeah, we're going to find a way to get this done. We're going to be teammates. We're going to play together. If they had that relationship, wouldn't he have Lamar's, wouldn't Lamar have his agent? So that that was a great follow-up because my biggest takeaway from this entire thing is that if OBJ is getting this, imagine if Lamar just had his agent. Like, the things would be done. Everything would be I mean, fine. Rosenhouse Blowing, was, rave reviews. Rosenhaus was on was on Pat McAfee and said, you know, if I had this, we would get a deal. Jimmy Sexton from CAA, if he did it, he'd have a deal. I mean, any one of these good agents who are out there, he, Lamar would have moved. And the reason why I think it's stupid at this point is you don't have to pay this guy 8%, 10%. Pay him one, 
one just tell him what you got to pay him. Yeah, just tell him you a give fee. him a figure. Exactly. Just give Move him a fee. on. It's like he's gonna he's gonna get you more money if you just give him a fee. I'll say this: if Don Martindale had gotten the Colt job, I think Lamar Jackson's a Colt because mm. look, Martindale was with him in Baltimore. They have an unbelievable relationship. So, like, I would think he would be tooting the horn because he sees it, he understands it. <laughs> See how things just shift. But I think a lot of this is people just trying to justify. I didn't like him coming out and see. But how do you justify that? How do you take away the wins from this guy? You can't. And, so, and that's why I, I know they say wins aren't a quarterback stat, but there are instances are. where it, it should be. They are a stat. Trust me, they are. That's, so. that's, I mean, look, Derek Carr, he can't win 45 games. How many, how many years is he? He's what, 165? How many years has he been? Well, the Raiders don't have any good deal. Everybody, Femi's got a bag load of excuses. I mean, like everybody has an excuse, no, except nobody makes an excuse for Lamar. It's just he can't win a big game. Yeah, and it's um, and he's going to get hurt, but but you signed the wide receiver who who always is hurt. <laughs> um, now, granted, the Ravens certainly did need a, a receiver. That room is lacking. None of the eight guys that are in that room right now um, have had a thousand yard season Nelson before. How do you think Nelson Aguilar feels today? Yeah. Rashad Bateman. He got four million. Devin Duvernay. He got four million dollars. A bad contract. He signed a one year deal with the Ravens. He played all of last year. Now. You, you, how much difference do you think there is between Nelson Aguilar and Odell Beckham? Not, um, how many, not 12 million, not exactly 13 million. My point. Exactly my <laughs> point. Um, Baltimore, though, has ranked last in the NFL in receiving yards by wideouts in three of the last four seasons. Todd Munkin and OBJ do have a little familiarity spent that last year of his in Cleveland in 2019. Um, which, is, which even makes it more maddening because he wasn't any good in Cleveland. Like, was that last Munkin- year was his last thousand yard season. Well, but he had 133 so targets. I mean, you can get 1,000 yards, too, if I target you every ball. So um, let's look at the— How many yards do you think he averaged per game that season, Ooh. Stormy? I don't know. All right, let me set the number at 45. Are you going over or under? I would go over 45 per game. He averaged 35 yards per really? game that game. That season. Yeah, 35. I would have gone over that. Yeah, I would have said at least 50. Interesting. Yeah, so, it, I mean, you're signing a— t- $18 million receiver, and he's he's not even getting 50 yards a game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the NFL draft, Michael. Yes. Just over two weeks away, round one beginning April 27th at Union Station in Kansas City. Um, we know that the top overall pick market has adjusted with that Chris Mortensen report last week. Finally, people catching up to what we've been talking about a lot. C.J. Stroud is still the favorite, but the number very different. If you wanted that Bryce Young plus 225 to go number one overall, that is long gone. There are a number of different types of props, though, that are out on DraftKings, one of which being these team and position bets associated with the team. We saw a Schefter report a little bit ago that at least six teams have inquired with the Arizona Cardinals about trading up to that number three pick. But I don't really think that that's going to change their strategy a ton, except for it depends on who's available, how far back you trade, right, for these position props. So um, they're minus 200 favorite to take a defensive lineman or an edge rusher, plus 200 for a corner, plus 750 for an offensive lineman. But I feel like anywhere in the top, I don't know, 10, if somebody trades up for them, they'll be able to get one of those guys that they want. Yeah, I to me, this has got, this really reeks with, you know, I mean, obviously, I, everybody's going to assume it's coming up to get a quarterback. I don't. I don't think that. Don't. I think it's coming up to get Jalen Carter. Ooh. I think Jalen Carter is the best player in the draft. I think Bryce Young is the best. Is the number one pick. I think Jalen Carter is the best player on tape. It's not not close. Uh, and so for me, uh, for me, 
I think to me, that's what they, to me, you know, Jalen Carter's coming out. I think he's going to visit the Raiders in Seattle on the West Coast. I think to me, that's kind of could be. Everybody thinks it's going to be Will Anderson, and I'm not sure of that. I think there's a lot of people in the league that think Tyree Walker is is as good as Will Anderson, maybe even better. I think some people feel like the kid from Clemson could be, you know, is he a top 10 pick? You don't have to trade it. Maybe you don't have to trade up, but he's going to be, a t- he could be a top 10 pick. So I, I think to me, there's a lot of, a lot of different opinions of the players on the board. And I do think Jalen Carter is the guy that people would want to go up to get. So that's interesting because if, it was where if you're trading up, if a team is trading up for Jalen Carter at that number three overall spot, he's 10 to one to be the first defensive player selected. I think he is by far the best defensive player. Will Anderson to Will me. Will Anderson's $5. Yeah, it's funny because I, I, here's what I do all the time. I, I, I'm i not looking for information. I always say to the people, and we'll, we'll hit this after the next block. I think we have TG after mm-hmm. this, but I always ask people all the time, what game, am, what am I missing on Will Anderson? Like, I watch him, and I don't see Von Miller. I don't see Bruce Smith. I don't see this elite player that everybody's talking about. I see a good player. I see I see a good average player. When I watch Jalen Carter, I see an elite player. Well, and I think with Will Anderson, two years ago at Alabama, right. he had this breakout dynamic season. People thought that he should have been getting more votes for Heisman. And then people have just kept that, even though the production didn't match it as much last right. year. Daryl Wright just kicked his butt at Tennessee. He never got close to him. Yeah. So um, we have Thomas Gable from the Borgata coming up next. We'll kind of recap the weekend, look ahead um, to how OBJ may impact the Ravens. Although on the odds I'm seeing, not a lot of enchilada. Um, also the, <laughs> the NBA playoff picture. And then Mark Schofield, we can ask him that question about yeah. Will Anderson a little bit later in the hour. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Oh man, we have a fun month ahead. So much to bet on in the next 30 days, guys. And for a limited time, you can subscribe to VSEN for just $9.99. That gets you insight to daily baseball best bets, NBA and NHL postseason action, the Kentucky Derby, and the upcoming NFL draft. Only VSEN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made from VSEN show hosts and guests. Tools like Betting Splits at Lacey, where the money and bets are moving for every game. Also, a top VEASAN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Sign up now. Again, just $9.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to the Lombardi Line. We are live from downtown Las Vegas. Excited to welcome into the show now your guy, TG, Thomas Gable. Director. Taking all that money. He's got his Brinks truck loaded up with the Sixers <laughs> going to the finals. He's just oh. collecting it, aren't you, TG? There you go. What's going on? <laughs> oh, was, uh, uh, we had a nice nice little weekend uh, with, the, with the Masters yesterday. Good result for us with, uh, with Rom coming, uh, coming in first there. And, uh, you know, when all was said and done, you know, the top three guys coming into the tournament, and when I say that, I mean McElroy, Rom, and Scheffler, the, the top three players. Uh, it was really McElroy and Scheffler who were taking. We were taking the majority of the bets on. Uh, Rom was kind of a stay away guy at, at ten to one, but uh, so it, it, he was a very good result for us. So then Rory not making the cut had you big chilling. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd say the one guy who was making me a little nervous was Hovland yesterday because uh, Hovland that shirt was, he was wearing made you around, nervous. Yeah, that shirt was. Well, disgusting. that was on. Yeah, his shirt on Thursday was uh, yeah. something else, but. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, he he went off at thirty-five to one, and he was a, a pretty popular play um, pre-tournament. So we definitely had a, um, some liability on Hovland, and, but he never really uh, never really made it much past. I think in play he was hovering around five, six to one in the early going for the fourth round, and then uh, kind of just fell off from there. So. Uh, again, decent result though for us. TG, what did you have Mickelson's odds on making the cut? Uh, I'd have to go back and look. I don't remember off the top of my head what he was to make the cut. But I mean, Phil was somebody who, uh, you know, has looked absolutely terrible. I mean, we'll just, we'll just yeah, put it no, out. I mean, you don't have to sugarcoat. Yeah, he wasn't making top twenties in fields of forty-eight yeah. on Live Tour. Yeah, yeah, he's he's played terribly. I mean, for what he did yesterday, you could tell. I mean, the guy's basically a pariah in the golf media at this point where, you know, he... Self-inflicted, too, though, in. TG. Self-inflicted. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely self-inflicted. Uh, but, uh, you know, nobody wants to even talk to him after he becomes the oldest uh, person in Masters history, the, the place runner-up. So it, it's amazing how uh, how things turn so quickly. And it yeah. was fun. We got a little bit of drama, too, there for, for a little while. It looked like guys were pushing. Um, didn't last long, but congrats to John Rahm. And I didn't realize, Michael, you do care a lot about fashion. You're very upset what these men are wearing I just under, think their green, to me under a potential you, green jacket. Well, I mean, if you're going to wear the green one, right? I mean, if you know, if you're going to go there and you think you got a chance to win it, you got to look the part, be the part, right? You know, and so I get your point about superstition and all that. And, and Rahm has a Sunday tradition like Tiger did, but. Uh, I think you got to look good at it. I mean, some of these outfits, I mean, my Lord, I mean, Hovland, I mean, I it's hard for me to root for a guy that's dressed like that. I can't, you know, like, I it's mean, fantastic. I got, you know, when Payne Stewart was wearing the knickers with the NFL, I got that. I was good with that. I'm not, I'm not like that old fashioned school. Like I get it, but geez, oh man. It's so good. Uh, hey, TG, let's talk a little NBA playoffs because after what feels like a month of confusion, especially when it comes to the Western Conference, the seating is set. We got the play-ins beginning tomorrow. Um, Michael mentioned the 76ers. We know that they're going to get out of the first round. I feel pretty confident, and I feel fairly confident in that one, Michael. Don't shake your head no yet. But after that, it is a gauntlet that they would have to go through in the East. It's tough. It's really tough in the East for sure. And, I mean, the uh... – so you have the two games uh, going tomorrow. The, the Heat and the Hawks will be the uh, the first one to start off. And uh, right now, you're seeing the Heat anywhere four and a half, five point favorites in the market. And these two teams they met in the first round last year, and Miami just dominated Atlanta and ended their season. Now, I um, hear you. I think basically it's a crossroads right now for the Hawks. A, a lot of questions around Trey Young and his future with the organization. And, you know, since Snyder was brought in, Nate McMill and Nate McMillan was dismissed. Uh, team's only gone 10 and 11. And I, I just don't think anyone is expecting this team to make much progress in the playoffs this season. Uh, you know, they're certainly playing at faster pace, but in the half court, the, the offense just doesn't have a smooth feel to it. Young doesn't move without the ball. And defensively, we know this team struggles. You know, I expect Jimmy Butler will, Smell blood early in this one, and Miami should have no problem feasting on the wings here uh, with the Hawks. So I, I, you know, I know the Hawks are taking a little bit of money in the market, but uh, I really like the Heat here to to get in, and uh, the Hawks are going to have to revert uh, to play the um, the winner of that uh, of the other game then on Wednesday, and then you have the Lakers and the Timberwolves, and my goodness, uh, yesterday what a mess yep. uh, with Minnesota. Um, 
you know, everybody saw what happened on the sidelines between Gobert and Kyle Anderson, uh, Gobert being sent home. And then you, you add in uh, Jaden McDaniels punching a wall on the way to the locker yeah, room and fracturing his hand. I mean, this team just well, appears to be in a, uh, some disarray. And TG, what makes that that much worse for um, for the Timberwolves in that spot is that McDaniels would have no doubt been the primary defender on LeBron James yep. in this game, and now they're host. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's so bizarre. I mean, are you taking any Timberwolves money at all? I can't imagine anybody no. has any confidence in that. You guys have a seven-point seven spread it's in that no game for you? Like, uh, we're six and a half. It certainly could get up to seven because it's been mostly Lakers money. Open five and a half. We're already up to six and a half. Um, but I'd expect it to be mostly Lakers money here. Uh, I mean, listen, it, Gobert's going to play. They don't have a choice. You know, they, they really don't have a choice at this point. Um, but, you know, the Lakers have been hot. They, they've won nine, and, nine of 11, and they appear to be healthy coming in here. And, you know, they just continue to get respect in the market. You know, and a team that started the season two and ten to be in this spot, you know, it took it took some work, but you know, they could end up being dangerous here in the playoffs. You think so, really? You think that they can stay a healthy and they can be dangerous? I mean, well, that's going to be the key. That's yeah. going to be the key, right? In is uh, is staying healthy for them. And the West, I think, you know, while everybody you know says talks about one talks about Phoenix, and yes, they they have the best roster on paper. Uh, I, I think the Nuggets uh, will be right there. You know, I, Jokic in the playoffs, I think is is going to uh, is going to show up and uh, probably not real happy with how things kind of went and that whole discussion in the MVP market this year. Uh, but uh, I, I really uh, think Jokic and the and the Nuggets uh, will make things very very difficult for the Suns. Yeah, I, I would think they would. I mean, this is the, the to me with the West being open. Steven Adams in Memphis, you know, not being able to play. I mean, that that certainly yeah. is dramatic. And, you know, Sacramento's a nice story, but does anybody have any confidence that they go? And the Clippers, I mean, we just saw Paul George is still questionable. And, of course, you know, I don't know where you are on the Pelicans game, but, got, you know, can we send some cards to Zion and hope he gets his hamstring healed here, Pat? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. What doctor is uh, is he going to? Well, to me, that he's going to Ferris Bueller's doctor. Remember in Ferris Bueller where they wouldn't take the car out of the garage because it was too nice of a car? That's Zion yeah. Williamson. We're never letting them out of the garage. We're never going to work them. You know, it's like I, I've never heard of a hamstring stormy for four months. I've never heard of it in my life. How many games has he played? 29? I mean, unbelievable. It's Yeah, it's it's insane. But because of the way that you laid that out in the Western Conference, did any team get luckier based on seeding than the Golden State Warriors? Yeah, no, that's a great point. No, yep. I mean, you're right. You're right there because, um, and I think the Warriors. I mean, they've been getting a lot of love in the future market, and and I get it. I mean, listen, they've been terrible on the road this year. We know that, but um, you know, this team has the pedigree. They have the coaching, and uh, you know, it certainly would not surprise me in the least to see the Warriors in the NBA Finals to come out of the West. Which is just crazy. It's insane, right? Well, it just shows you that there's no validity to the regular season. Well, can they flip the switch and win it? Win on the road now, TG. That's the big question, right? Right. I mean, that's right. That is the question. That is the question. Can can they do that? Uh, I don't know. It would be very interesting to see because nobody really knows what 
what the issue is for them on the road this year. Right, and no one knows what's really how much effort they were giving on the road. Like these games are all so hard to handicap because no one's playing their best all the time. They're kind of like pacing themselves for the season. I mean, I think the NBA has a problem with the regular season. They really do. They talk about wanting to be involved with betting markets, but they don't do anything to help the betting markets by playing their guys. Thomas, 30 seconds. Did OBJ do anything for you? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. For somebody <laughs> for somebody who gets as much attention in the media as he does and gets as much time, um, he is not someone who moves the needle whatsoever in the odds market. No question. Thank you, TG. He's and keep taking right all crowd. that 76er money, you know, we rested, we rested Springer yesterday. He played two minutes, even though, you know, we had to rest him. He's already on the pitch count in, San, in Philadelphia. But he's not bitter. <laughs> Michael's not bitter. Thanks, Thomas. Well, the, all right, the, thank you, guys. The guy played an incredible game. He's been in the G League all year. He played an incredible game the night before, beat Atlanta. And then the next night, they rest him. He plays two minutes. He won't. They won't play him. Like, what are we doing? I love when you're fired up. Keep this energy for, for Schofield coming up next uh, as we get back to the NFL draft conversation. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Turn a loss into a win with BetMGM, the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any MLB game this season. If all the legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in bonus bets up to $25. Just log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to get things started. Then opt in to the one-game parlay insurance promotion that's going on this season right now and receive up to $25 back in bonus bets if your parlay with four legs or or more loses by just one leg. Only at BetMGM, the place to bet on baseball. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion not available in Mississippi, Nevada, and New York. And thank you to 
the couple of folks on Twitter who have reached out to us, Vegas, Terry Ray, and Scola underscore 10, showing us John Rahm has worn a virtually identical I, outfit. I, I agree. You got to wear, you got to go with what you wear when you win. I, I understand that. I just, you know, to me, if I had a green jacket, I don't know if I'd ever wear anything that didn't match. I just say that. From it's now like on. the pinkish reddish color yeah, and the white got, hat. I get, is I, get you got, I got the superstition. I understand it. It's just to me, you know, it just, you know, like you said, those pictures are forever. And with that jacket on, it just doesn't go well. But look, you know, it's so, there's so much history. There's so much. You know, I know it seems like this elite club, which it really is. And if you have to ask how much it costs to join, you can't afford it. And you have to be selected to get into the club. You just can't apply for membership. So I get, but there's just an allure to it that, mm-hmm. you know, it's just so great to watch, you know, that, that it makes that Sunday even more to be a member of that club at the Dinners Champions is, is remarkable. Absolutely. And glad that they were able to finish the tournament on Sunday. Let's get back to the NFL, the draft coming up in just a couple of weeks. Excited to be joined by Mark Schofield, NFL writer and draft analyst over at SB Nation. Mark, how are you today? We're getting closer and closer. I'm doing well, Stormy Michael. Great to be with you both. Like you said, we are under three weeks. Still a lot of excitement to go, a lot of ground to cover here. Really excited to see we're hearing rumblings now about Arizona potentially trying to move out of three, so I think that will be fun to monitor, but really excited to be with you both today. Mark, if they move out of three, what would your instincts be? Do you actually believe somebody's coming up to get a quarterback, or do you think somebody's coming up to get Will Anderson? And then I have a follow-up once I give me the answer on the Will Anderson thing. Hey, Michael, I, the instincts, your gut thinks quarterback, right? Because you have Indianapolis at four. But at the same time, are you going to pay the premium to move up however many spots you have to come up for what might be quarterback three in this draft? I understand the allure of Anthony Richardson, the upside, the talent, the potential might cause a team to do that. But at the same time, if we get quarterback, quarterback one, two, Will Anderson is a great talent, fantastic edge rusher. And I think there's even more upside with him because of how he was used by Nick Saban and what you might be able to do with him in the NFL. So it might be a scenario where instead of somebody coming up for a QB, it's somebody coming up for a pass rush. Well, that's my follow-up. So I've asked a lot of coaches in the league, and I've missed the, I've missed the Will Anderson elite player tape. I haven't seen it yet. Now, I know Stormy made a great point about his sophomore season that he was great. But since then, there hasn't been – there has not been the Von Miller wow. In fact, Daryl Wright from Tennessee stoned him, and he couldn't get past him. And it's a six-man protection. They weren't chipping him. He had him one-on-one. And I talked to a lot of people in the league, and Wilson from Texas Tech and all these other guys are really talked about. So, like, what am I missing with Will? Like, what tape should I go watch this year that tells me Will Anderson's going to be Von Miller? Because I haven't seen it yet. Right, and you're right about that Tennessee game. But I think we also have to remember, I think Wright is a very good tackle. And I think Wright's probably going to go higher than people might expect right now. And it wouldn't surprise me perhaps to see Wright maybe in the mix of the mid-teams. I look at New England and think that could be a nice landing spot for him. I think the point about the Anderson tape from a couple of seasons ago makes sense because I do think that you saw how he was used. You saw his ability to sort of win off the edge. Now, I mentioned earlier with him, I think there's more that he can become at the next level as a pass rusher because a lot of it was steamed up. You saw a lot of stunts and twists. You saw a lot of opportunities where he was able to come inside and work against interior pass rushers. And he was relying more, I think, on power. If he adds some more 
pass rushing moves, a better, more complete, well-rounded pass rushing plan, I think that's where you get into the upside. I'm still very high on him. I can understand the reservations. I can understand watching that Tennessee game and wondering what you're missing. I get it. Um, but from what I've seen, I've been impressed. How do you view Jalen Carter? Because so much of the talk coming after the, the arrest and him having to go back to Georgia from the time at the Combine was that, oh, wow, maybe he's going to fall significantly here. And I feel like a lot of that narrative has since gone away. What do you think could happen with him? And, and kind of how does he compare to the Will Andersons and the, the Tyree Wilsons of this draft? I mean, I'd be very surprised if Jalen Carter falls just because, you know, you watch, for example, that TCU game when he's on the field. TCU, it felt to me watching that game that TCU was starting two, two yards behind the line of scrimmage on every snap. He has the ability to be a game-changing type player from the interior defensive tackle spot, which I think is as we get into, you know, the sort of too high world where we're living in when defenses are playing with lighter boxes, the ability to have a player like Jalen Carter that could play gap and a half, that could almost play two-gap technique, that can handle double teams extremely well, that can give you some interior pass rush. He's got a pretty solid set of pass rushing moves. You know, I saw, uh, I was watching him again today, his Florida game, you know, some pass rushing moves on Osiris Torrance, who's probably a first-round interior offensive lineman. I would be very surprised if he falls. Now, like you said, you know, there are some perhaps off-field concerns that have come up throughout his draft process. There's also, of course, the, the positional value argument. But when I watch him, I think he's everything that a defensive front needs in today's NFL. And I would be stunned if he falls, especially if we get all these quarterbacks off the board at the top. John Schneider and Pete Carroll, I think, would love to have Jalen Carter in their defense next year. So I would be very surprised if he falls. I would be, too. I think he's the best defensive player in the draft. So I would be really surprised. I think so, too. He yeah. dominates the game. Now, my question to you is, is do you where do you believe Will Levis is going to go? Well, I think before Carolina came up from nine, I thought that Will Levis was perhaps going to land in Carolina. I thought that would be a great fit for him because of what the Carolina Panthers have done with respect to putting together a staff that has some quarterback development in their history from Frank Reich to even Josh McGowan when he was with the Jets and helped Sam Darnold. And I thought that would have been a fantastic place for Will Levis because I do think looking at these quarterbacks, there are some lower body footwork, mechanical inconsistencies that need to get fixed. There's some decision-making problems that he's shown in the past that would like to see him sort out. And so I thought Carolina at nine would be fantastic. Now with Carolina at one, I don't know if that happened. You know, now we're seeing maybe the Raiders at seven where they've got this window where they wouldn't have to rush him onto the field. Maybe Tennessee at 11. But I think he's probably going in that sort of seven to 11 range. The Raiders make some sense. Maybe the Titans... Maybe we get later into the draft, you're hearing rumblings, perhaps Detroit, maybe with their second pick in the first round, they go quarterback there, maybe Minnesota at 23. But I think that's probably the range we're going to see Levis go. Do you think that we, as like people that talk about the draft, have maybe gotten a little overzealous when it comes to Anthony Richardson and the talk that, hey, he's going to be one of these top He's going to be the third quarterback off the board for sure. We know C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are the best in the class, but then it's then it's Anthony Richardson. Um, we've had a lot of conversations. I know some people that Michael talks to thinks he could maybe not even be a top 10 guy now. So for those of us talking about the draft, are we reaching too much on Anthony Richardson, or how do you view him? You know, I, I'm certainly intrigued by the upside, and I think there are parts of what he's done throughout the draft process. He did some things he showed on film 
that have me very intrigued and have me excited about what he could do in the National Football League. But it's not it's not a short thing. I mean, there's certainly some things that he needs to work on. You know, when you look at the explosiveness he shows in an athlete as an athlete, that's going to help him in terms of velocity. That's going to help him with the torque in the upper body to get velocity and throws, which will give him more time to read things out in the pocket. But there's work that needs to be done. I do like the fact that when you see him on film, you can see him using his eyes fairly well. You can see him seeing rotations in the secondary, you know, middle field open to middle field closed and things like that and getting his eyes to where they need to be. But he still needs work. And quarterback development is an inexact science. Sometimes you get it right. Sometimes you get it wrong. And so it it comes with some risk. I think the landing spot is going to be important for him. You know, I do like if he does say end up in Indianapolis at four, which is a an idea that's out there right now. I think that would be a good spot for him, but he's going to need to be in the right environment. He's going to need to be in an offense. that's going to, you know, be creative with his skill set, use him wisely, put him in positions to be successful and have some patience with him. You know, we get excited about these quarterbacks that show traits like he has, but it doesn't always come together. My guess is if he goes to Indy, I don't think he could start. I mean, you can't put him on the field as a rookie. That's the challenge that comes with him because you're really going to have to redshirt him. Right, and that's where the patience, I think, comes in, Michael, because you go at four, fans are going to want to see you play, right? No, no question. Be patient enough. Yeah, we're up Thank against you so it, much, Mark. Mark. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thanks so much, my friends. Have a great day. You as well. Mark Schofield, NFL writer and draft analyst over there at SB Nation. Thank you to him. When we come back, some very important people stepping into Michael Lombardi's Uh-oh. office. Don't go I anywhere. Not look. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 